Greg Masters, Qualcomm Life Connect 2015 at the beautiful Lowe's Coronado Bay Resort. And I am chatting with Rick Valencia, who is a Senior Vice President and General Manager of Qualcomm Life. Hi, Rick. Hi, Greg. Well, we just wrapped up an awesome program. Talk to me. This is my first, but apparently this is the fourth year you're doing this. What happens here? What, what goes on at Qualcomm Life Connect? Well, it was indeed a great event. Um, this is, in fact, our fourth, the first year. Uh, we started with roughly around, I would say, 100 attendees in the Estancia Hotel. And um, we've now grown to roughly 250 or so people that showed up here in the last couple of days. And really, it's all about connecting the ecosystem of companies that are developing solutions in connected health or digital health. So we have folks from uh, medical device, we have folks from pharmaceutical industry, we have uh, payers, providers, we have all sorts of early stage entrepreneurial companies that are developing new solutions to deliver to providers, and we have some of the biggest companies in the world, healthcare companies in the world. So talk more about that ecosystem. Uh, What kind of ecosystem uh, players, participants do you have here? Now, we've got, um, as mentioned, we've got um, pharmaceutical companies, for example. So what they're trying to do is build connected therapies, um, connected diagnostics, and uh, we're helping them typically uh, on the technology enablement side and also helping to get that data back to uh, the caregiver to help inform them on adherence or on compliance. We're working with medical device companies who are typically... Um, trying to get their devices embedded in a home care solution and we're making their devices work in an interoperable interoperable way with other medical devices in a real simple easy to use way for the patient Um, health service companies they're the ones typically doing what used to be called disease management but now they're using real technology and and um, they're capturing patient vitals and and patient-generated data, getting a lot of information around context and helping to provide that information in one seamless view so that caregivers can manage patients in a more asynchronous way. They don't have to pick up the phone and call every single one of them. They can look at who's really in need of intervention and not have to worry about the rest. Has this uh, mix of participants in the ecosystem evolved over the last four years? It's evolved dramatically, both in its makeup and also in in, um, their their development processes in um, their connected care solutions. So early on, I would say it was probably primarily medical device manufacturers and some early stage entrepreneurial um, startups that were developing some sort of home care solution. Um, it's now it's expanded across the entire industry, and we actually heard um, <clears throat> Corinne Seville, who's a senior executive at Novartis, get up on stage and talk about um, uh, about developing models around outcomes-based payment and about owning the disease. When did you hear a pharmaceutical say that before? Uh, you know, this presentation today, and. Um, So, yeah, we're starting to see folks from uh, all across the industry. But as mentioned, a big difference in terms of where they were when we met with them the first year and where they are today. So early on, we saw a lot of tire kicking. We saw a lot of innovation teams. Um, Today, we see executives showing up with titles that indicate that they have responsibility in this area, with budgets, with staff, and in a lot of cases with, uh, with plans where they have a launch date that, that we're working with them to meet. So 
I would say that their development cycles are way evolved from where they were three years ago. Yeah, I saw that press release. Congratulations on the uh, a, the joint venture with Novartis, uh, but also the uh, the announcement with Davita Healthcare Partners. Are, are there more health system uh, uh, relationships in store here? Yeah, there are more. Um, we continue to build the ecosystem. We can continue to build relationships. Again, we're about building an open platform. We're trying to help bring the, the silos down. We're trying to help free up this information. We're trying to make the medical devices as interoperable and easy to use as humanly possible for patients because it's really all about making the experience very simple for a patient because if we don't, they're not going to engage. They're not going to get the benefit of that this great technology can offer. So Qualcomm is a uh, trophy tech company. Qualcomm Life is four or five years old now. What was the vision there in the stimulus for Qualcomm to sort of launch the Qualcomm Life entity? Yeah, we're four years old now, and um, Qualcomm had been evangelizing the concept of bringing wireless technology into healthcare for six or seven years prior to that, but we really didn't have any commercial interest in it until we launched Qualcomm Life. And um, we felt the time was was about right, and looking back, we were probably a little bit early, um, but Healthcare is very different than, than technology. The development cycles are dramatically different and change, uh, healthcare is very change averse and for a lot of good reasons in some ways, but also um, not so good reasons in others. So we need to keep pushing the envelope, especially this group here, the innovation community, keep pushing the envelope to get healthcare to embrace change. But the, the, um, there's always been a fundamental belief at the highest levels at Qualcomm that uh, mobile technology is going to change lots of industries and what industry needs it more than healthcare? Uh, I don't know of one myself. So we're, we're just big believers in the power of mobile technology, which is now the world's biggest platform. And, um, and so we're all about building those solutions. So is it fair to characterize uh, Qualcomm Life as an ecosystem orchestrator, convener, curator? That's exactly right. I mean, we're building a commercial business. We have our own business um, in TuneNet and Healthy Circles and, and how we've created the enabling technology so healthcare-oriented companies can focus on delivering great care and let us worry about the, the technical side of things. How do we securely capture data from patients and get it into their system so that they can, they can care for that patient or get it in front of the patient so the patient knows how they're trending. Um, but in what we've learned is that in order to make that happen, it requires a, a big group of, of um, partners who are cooperating and working together to, to make this happen because there's not one entity in the value chain that I know of that can deliver it all. And you heard again, um, Corinne from Novartis say, and that's unusual for a big pharmaceutical company to say, we can't do this ourselves. We absolutely have to have partners. And so um, it's partners on the technical side of things. It's partners on the on the clinical side of things. It's partners on the patient engagement. How do you how do you it's it, the the usability. How do you get patients excited about this and and um, and staying engaged beyond the first or second try? So many say or attribute the slow uptake of the digital health technology and platforms into mainstream medicine is a fee-for-service and a production mindset. Now we're hearing about the migration into value-based or risk-bearing entities. Do you think that'll accelerate the adoption? Oh yeah, I think that um, the reason that you're seeing big companies start to invest so heavily is that they believe it's game over for, um, 
volume-based care for fee-for-service. Not quite yet. It's going to take a little while to finally put a stake in the heart, but they realize that, um, that over time we are moving into an outcomes-based payment world and that they have to deliver their solutions in a way that maps to how the providers are going to get paid. So I think that's a big reason for why it's going to happen, not just because the technology exists, because the technology has existed for quite some time now. Um, I think you need the financial incentives in place as well to, to make things happen within healthcare, and that's starting to align. Awesome. Couldn't agree more. So t- about you, Rick, what's your background? You tech, you healthcare, where'd you come from? I'm tech. I'm a, a lifelong tech entrepreneur. Technology-enabled services is really where I come from. I came to Qualcomm five years ago, really a bit on a whim. I'd sold a business. I wasn't sure what I was going to do next, and I was invited to come over, and I, I was effectively an entrepreneur in residence for a period of time and then was asked if I would focus in this area at Qualcomm and um, I, I, my first response was I'm not a healthcare guy I don't think I can help but then I looked a little bit more deeply at what we were trying to do back then and what TuneNet was because TuneNet was a fledgling effort and um, I realized that is a technology enabled service I'm very comfortable in that world um, and I maybe I can add some value here. So I put together a business plan with and teamed up with a number of people that had already been um, hacking away at it. And sure enough, we got our plan approved. I didn't quite realize what I was getting myself into with regard to healthcare, though. Healthcare is such a different industry, and um, man, I've learned so much in the last five years. And I still have so much more to learn. But one of the things I think that I've I've learned and learned well is um, that it does take. It takes collaboration, and uh, particularly for health and for technology companies. A technology company that comes in that thinks it can solve problems in healthcare without having a real clinical uh, bench, without having worked very closely on the clinical side of things, is just going to fail. You absolutely have to really understand the healthcare world before you can make an impact on it. Don't buy into. Don't buy into all the ways that care has been delivered before and, and, and how things can't change, but buy into the reality that, that um, it's a very special um, uh, industry and it's about people's lives. And you blend that with really good, solid technology, and we can do some really wonderful things, I think. Very upbeat, very optimistic. Rick, thanks with uh, what you're doing at Qualcomm Life, and best of luck uh, going forward. Thank you very much, Greg. Good seeing you here. have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.